Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to CHGO Bulls. Coming to you live from our studios here, West Loop, downtown Chicago. I am Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Joined by Big Day Bam, BWL Sports, Will the Go Golly, Will underscore Golly, and our pound producer, Joey Spathis on the controls. He's at Joey Spathis. We're CHGO underscore Bulls. Happy Monday, everybody. Getting closer to NBA trade deadline. Yo, Sean. This Thursday. What's up, Sean? What's up, Par? Um, even closer than the deadline. CSGO Bulls takeover hey. tomorrow night. Who's ready? I am so ready. You ready? Ready. Goat, are you ready? I'm ready to see you guys there. Yeah. I'm flexing on them already. Absolutely. Hanging out in the goat's house. Right. <laughs> a few Welcome times a year when they let us in the building. Welcome to my office. Oh, man. It's okay. Dave's already told me to be on my best behavior. Yes. We've we'll, had the talk. And we'll have another one tomorrow. Well, <laughs> We'll see how that goes. No, we don't have a talk. <laughs> well, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> we'll have a discussion, sir. Uh, I, you know, I think Bulls fans have been slowly resigning themselves to the most likely scenario of the Bulls standing pat and saying, let's go play in with this group uh, on Thursday's deadline. But we did get some new interesting little reports from legitimate, reliable sources earlier today on their various platforms that made it sound like the Bulls might still be talking Maybe. to some teams about a handful of different players. So we're going to talk about that today. Also, at the end of the show, I wanted to touch on a few updates we got about All-Star Weekend, what's going on, who's going, and whether or not we might see a, a young Alex Jacoby White still show up there. Uh, so that's all ahead today. Uh, shout out. What's up, Jeff? Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Hit that like button if you're hanging out on YouTube. We appreciate it. So let us dive right in, gentlemen. Um, on the FanDuel Run It Back uh, NBA show, Sham Sharanya earlier today, and then the clip went around NBA Twitter, stated the following about the Bulls situation and specifically about DeMar DeRozan. Okay, hit me. Quote, they've talked about an extension, have not been able to get a deal done. Will there be a contender before Thursday that tries to go get DeMar DeRozan? I think the Bulls are going to be open for those calls. Mm. End quote. That think the Bulls will be open for those calls is the part that my Bulls fan brain hears and thinks, oh, maybe that sounds different than what we've all just made an assumption to be, they're not trading tomorrow. <laughs> I, I didn't hear that. I got it differently. What did you, how did it, you it interpret it? I didn't it? hear the hope. In okay. That. I heard the, oh, well, Shams would think that, you know, of course, because it's Shams. Yeah, of course, you would think you'd be open to making those calls. 
if he had said something like the Bulls are thinking about or the Bulls are or something a little more definitive like that, that didn't sound like it was just simply his opinion, then I think my hope would have been a little higher. Okay. But as of now, just knowing how the Bulls have done and seeing what they've done, I, I can't put myself in that in that hope category when, when I hear statements like that. I think it's tricky because it's just so hard to, like, guess what AK is thinking at this point. I mean, this season has obviously not gone gone the way that they wanted, but sure. they played a lot better of late. Sure. But Zach's now out for the season, and Torrey Craig was out, and Patrick Williams is now out for an indefinite period of time, and Kobe White's been playing 47 minutes a game, mm-hmm. and DeMar's been playing 66 minutes a game, and Vooch has been playing a lot, but he's missed time. So it's like it's kind of hard to really guess what AK's full evaluation is because everything that we've heard was basically I see what everybody else sees and that was when they were a five and 14 mm-hmm. and then they started playing well. And so it's hard to kind of, it's hard for me to imagine AK's seen this most recent stretch based on the evidence that we have, which is that he touted 14 and nine at the end of last year being a reason to run it back part two. And um, so it's hard for me to imagine he's still feeling that way about this team when they've just gone like 18 and 13 in the last 31 or whatever it is. Mm. Um, I do think though, that when you are thinking about these trades and I think DeMar specifically, it's not just like, what could you get for DeMar? Okay. It's not just like in a vacuum. Cause there's a lot of other factors here. One, do the bulls still want to make a play and push? I think the answer is clearly yes. Yeah. So like he is worth more to the bulls to try to continue that play and push. True. than maybe he would be to a team on the, uh, you know, in the Western Conference or whatever it is. Like, those guys are probably going to be looking for him to be their second or third option. And so that's, like, a a, a bit of a different story. But it's hard to imagine them really coming with an offer that's like, okay, AK can't say no to this because it's so much. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it really just comes down to this this idea that, like, the Bulls players right now are more valuable to the Bulls than they are to anybody else. And, yes, I think they're now in a position where they kind of have to take calls and, and listen to what's out there. But I still don't really feel like there's any real incentive for the front office to actually do anything because, like, Zach being out doesn't change who they are on the floor right now. I mean, he just hasn't been playing, and they've been playing well without him. So, mm-hmm. See, like, I, I think that all makes sense. The way I'm looking at this is maybe the Bulls front office is finally waking up to a certain reality, which is, especially on the heels of the Zach Levine news that we got a couple days ago, continuity should be dead with this group Mm -hmm. should be dead. There's no reason that it should still persist beyond this season. Even if they want to play out the final strings on the fricking Titanic this season, good for that quartet. They were honorable men went down with the ship. AK is going down with the ship. Great. Start building a new boat next season. And DeMar DeRozan and the stuff that, you know, Shams mentioned it again today with the contract extension talks and the fact that they've went nowhere. Mm -hmm. If you know that you're either going to try to trade a just-had-surgery Zach Levine or try to reincorporate a just-had-surgery Zach Levine into this group next season, while facing the reality that this group clearly has a ceiling, what is the benefit of paying and most likely overpaying a now 35, 36-year-old DeMar DeRozan to stick around beyond this season? Mm -hmm. To me, it makes no sense. Because they want to continue to compete at this level. But this level, is, this level that, is the ninth seed. I, I hear you and I agree with you, but I think that's the thought process. And so to me, like when you talk about the Zach thing, and I went back and re-listened to our uh, post like reaction show or whatever it was, emergency podcast, because mm-hmm. um, I was like 
I was just kind of thinking more about what we were talking about. And it's like the incentive to change anything. I just don't know that it's changed all that much right now because Zach was not a part of the plants. He was always the one that was going to be shipped out. He was the only Mm -hmm. domino that they wanted to push over. And now they can't do that. But to me, the challenge now becomes, okay, what do you do with the rest of the roster? Because as much as people want to think that, okay, we can just ride this thing out with Zach into the summer and trade him then, I highly, highly, highly doubt that Zach Levine is getting traded this summer. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is now having another surgery. Uh-huh. Teams are already worried about his health. He's got three years left on his contract. He has not proven that he can stay healthy. He's now another year removed from being an all-star. It's just like all of the momentum is now pushing against Zach being traded. And it already, like, even in some of the ways that it wasn't fair, now it's becoming fair. Like, he is an injury risk now. And he does make more money next year. And he is still under contract for three more years at $138 million. I just don't see another team being willing to take him on, let alone giving up picks or assets to do so. Like, I think there's a world where the Bulls get off this contract. They're going to have to attach two or three picks in order to do it. And that's okay. not worth doing it. No, it's, it's not, not. It's not worth doing it. No. But if, if you aren't going to trade Zach now, something has to give because yeah. it's going to be very difficult with uh, DeMar in free agency, with Patrick in free agency. Like the, the salary cap situation right now mm. is not very favorable to the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And the only way that they could really have justified or even been able to bring everybody back was by moving Zach to create space enough to do that. Right. And now they're, they really can't do that. So I think more than the on-the-court stuff this year, what I'm trying to say is that this Zach thing and not being able to trade him prevents them from continuity in some capacity because it's going to be very difficult to bring all those guys back. Sure. Maybe they figure out a way to do it. Maybe they dump Lonzo. Uh, maybe they get off of Javon Carter's contract and that kind of opens up some more space. But unless they get real value deals, they cannot bring those guys back. And even if they do, even if you're getting Patrick for $15 million, which is less than what he's probably going to get, and DeMar for $20 million, which is $10 million less than what he's going to get, mm-hmm. you have no space to bring in anybody else you're literally running it back again again and that is insanity to me yeah but again it drives with what they have been pushing and what they have been striving towards for this whole time which Mm -hmm. is to be the ninth or tenth seed and get a playing game and i yeah i just i think in spite of the zach thing not really affecting the team on the court this year the salary cap questions and the ramifications of him not being able to be traded now yeah I think that really does change some things. And so if the Bulls don't do anything at this deadline, I think they are going to be in real trouble. And basically it's going to force them into doing what they've done last summer and before that, which is like continue to invest to overpay for a guy like DeMar just to bring him back. And now you, you've you bled another year off of Alex Caruso's contract where he loses value because you know two playoff runs for a $9 million guy is worth a lot more than one playoff run. And so they just, they continue to not learn from their mistakes. And I don't want to like get too far over my skis by like criticizing that for stuff that they haven't yet done. But like, this is what we know. This is what we know this team will do. They will overpay to keep their guys. They will strive to be the eighth or ninth or 10th seed. And they will go for play in over anything else. Even if it means bleeding dry the value of all their possible assets to be able to set themselves up better for the future. That's what we know this team to do. And so until they do something else, I don't see why we wouldn't criticize them for that. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm hot today. Give you a little something there, buddy. I told you guys. Take a sip of in. that over there. Dreads in the comments is here telling Will to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Get just something in there, man. I, I think I, I still feel the same way about DeMar as I felt. I, don't, I never believed he was coming back. 
I still think he wants to leave. Yeah. And I think that's why they're so far apart in the contract because I think he's like, well, give me more money. And they're like, we can't do that. and Or they don't want to do that. And he's like, well, whatever then. Because yeah. in, in my heart of hearts, I think he's at a point in his career where he's like, okay, I've made all this money. I've done everything I've ever wanted to do except win like that. And now I want to go home. <laughs> now yeah. I want to get close to home and I want to go win. Uh-huh. I really think that's what he wants to do. And everything I've seen him do, and even when he says things like, man, I don't plan for the future, I just do it yeah. as a daily. Well, when you're trying to sign a contract, you're saying give me extra money. Of that's course he's going to say that. That's, I know that. That's my point. That's yeah. exactly what we're saying the same thing. Yep. But he knows what he wants to do, in my opinion. I, and I don't think it's stay here uh, with the Chicago Bulls, which is why I've been on board with, you know, fine. You know, we can trade him. We can get something for him. That's fine. But you will say, and I don't want to take this from you, but I do want to hear this later. But I think Marquet has said, like, you guys are okay with him walking. Like, it's not a big deal if, if uh, DeMar just walks. Like, it doesn't hurt as bad, correct? I think that is not the worst-case scenario. Okay. Um, but one more thing on, on that before I get into the DeMar thing, which is that, like, there's a reason why the Bulls paid Vooch $60 million over three years. And well, the reason is because even, really if, <laughs> even if he wasn't, like, worth that, much money like two other teams in a Matt pick came out <laughs> Go ahead. even if he wasn't worth worth that much to other teams maybe he could have gone to a, a better scenario a better opportunity for him to win a championship so it's not like the bulls could just say we will give you one dollar over the mid-level exception and you will take it because that's the most money you can get it's okay. like no we've got to pay you 20 million dollars to stay here versus 12 million dollars to go to a winner correct and so i think that's that's the run the risk that you're running with damar is that you're not necessarily just going to like beat out the next closest offer. It's like you've got to overpay to keep this guy because the alternative is yes, less money, but it's like a more, you know, more potential to win. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you're asking about letting him walk in free agency. To me, I mean, if they give DeMar a similar offer to what they gave Vooch this summer. So, okay, let's, let's lay out the options here. Number one, you keep him because you can't get anything for him. Number two, you trade them. Maybe it's two second rounders. Maybe it's like one mediocre first and AK's got to get on the podium and say, look guys, we just traded our best player. All we could get was two second round picks. Sorry, but that was, you know, we weren't sure if we were going to be able to keep him this summer. That's the best we could do. Not something that I think particularly casual fans are going to be super excited I'm about. I say, I'm cool. Like, go ahead. Go I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the third option would be, okay, you can't get anything that you can really sell to your fan base at this trade deadline. You don't want to lose him for nothing. So now you're looking at a three-year, $90 million offer or a two-year, $75 million offer, something like that, to where he can't say no because it's so much money. And so he takes it, and then maybe a year down the line, he asks for another trade. And so to me, like, it's probably not as bad for specifically, like, the cap stuff and, like, starting over and, like, cleaning out your books for him to just walk, where now you just are off of that money. You don't have to worry about it. Obviously, it would be better to get something in return now. And maybe it would be better to get him back at a reasonable number. But if those two options aren't available to the Bulls, to me, letting him walk for nothing is better than way overpaying to continue on with the same group for two or three more years Hmm. because that's the alternative. Because the only way you get to retain him is to way overpay so that he doesn't go to the Lakers for, you know, the mid-level exception because that's like a more compelling option for him as somebody who wants to win basketball games. Okay. Uh, Raging Oracle in the comments disagreeing with the notion that the Bulls should let him walk or can let him walk, saying you can't 
let DeMar walk unless you're going to run it back with the same team. Let him walk, lose $22 million usable cap space via trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean... But it's not usable cap space because they are above the cap right now. Right. And <laughs> unless they do some other stuff to like get below the cap, it's not like just letting him go this year opens up $28.6 million in cap space Correct. that they can use to sign somebody else. Correct. <laughs> and, and, and to me, like that's, that's not enough of an argument to overpay him to keep this all going. It, okay, so it doesn't work out beautifully where by letting DeMar walk, you now suddenly have this cap space you didn't have yesterday. Mm-hmm. It still signals a new direction. Like Raging Oracle also said, well, if, if you let DeMar walk, it mean it signals a full rebuild. Yes, that's the point. That's what they should do. And a full rebuild can still include keeping pieces like Kobe White and Ayodesumu and Dalen Terry and Julian Phillips and you know maybe Patrick Williams if he gets healthy and gets his shit together. But, like... It sucks that right now Zach Levine is the most untradeable player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Really sucks. Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't prevent the Bulls front office from still recognizing the reality that they've built for themselves. And if they can recoup some sort of assets for DeMar mm-hmm. right now, but before Thursday, to set themselves up for a different path forward than they should. And when it comes to what you get in return – if you're the Bulls front office asking and taking actually taking calls on DeMar trades from teams who want him for a playoff push on an expiring deal, only expiring deals back, you know, like I, I wouldn't want them taking on multiple-year contract no. players no. matching salaries for a DeMar trade. No. If it's two second-round picks, great. Guess what? You can still use those. You traded two second-round picks to get Julian Phillips Correct. last summer. Hey, Julia. You still owe some second-round picks in addition to the first-round pick that you owe the Spurs. Rebuild that draft cupboard. For the love of God. Yeah, there are a lot of options that they can do to actually rebuild and help themselves, you know, before they even get to the All-Star break but, and still be a team that's competing to try to get to a play. Like, they can still do all these things, honestly. And they have, like you said, the most untradeable player in the NBA. And they also, in my opinion, have the most tradable player in the NBA in yeah. Alex Caruso. So they've got both of these things. But the trigger has tried mm. to be pulled on one too late, in my opinion. And then the trigger hasn't been pulled on one at all. So, yeah, they, they put themselves in, in some really terrible situations here. And that's exactly where I was going. Is like they've put themselves in this bind because of their like desperation to be that ninth or tenth seat every year. If they were willing to understand that like maybe that's not the aspirations that they should go for, then – now you can make that DeMar trade last year when he actually was really positive value and you mm-hmm. get more than two second-round picks for him. Mm-hmm. Or maybe now you actually do trade Caruso at the peak of his value instead of waiting until next year when you know his value will slide. I mean, it just will. It's yeah. not like a knock on Caruso or anything, but like we've seen that, that same movie with Vooch. We've seen it with DeMar. We've seen it with Zach now. Like If you wait too long, it's not like, well, we could maybe get the same kind of equivalent value this offseason. That doesn't always work that way. And in some cases, now the Bulls have the most untradeable player in the league, as you guys say. Um, they've lost an opportunity to really maximize value on DeMar. And, like, that's fine, but it's the fact that they continue to do that and not learn from those mistakes and not capitalize on what few opportunities remain because they still want to go, mm-hmm. like, full bore for the plan. And, mm-hmm. yes, they, they do have those options that you mentioned. Like, those are available to them. But they're not available if they're unwilling to go that route. Correct. I think that's the real issue here is that they continue to not be willing Correct. to open themselves up to value. And that's I think that's where you're always going to be 
in a losing proposition. Yeah. If you refuse to accept value when mm -hmm. it's given to you, you're just you're never gonna have value. Yeah. Or or pulling it or or going for it way too late at the same yeah. time. So putting yourself in the corner where everybody knows you have to do this and you're like, great, we're doing this. And then they try to undersell you because exactly. that's business. So like, yeah, not pulling the trigger and then waiting too late to pull the trigger is exactly what a bull is. It's, it's the exact same thing with Zach. This summer it was, oh uh, yeah, let's shop Zach around because next year we're not really going to be able to bring back Damar and Patrick. So we got to get ahead of this by moving Zach, but we'll only do it if we get three first round picks and a good prospect. Okay. Nobody's willing to give you that. Okay, now he looks terrible the first 15 games and asks for a trade and nobody wants him. Mm -hmm. And then he misses time. And now it's like, okay, well, maybe we can get just pure cap relief. Okay, now actually we'll hold on to him for a little bit longer. Okay, <laughs> now he's getting surgery. Now it's like you're, you're watching this unfold. Yeah. And it's, I'm not going to sit here and say that like the same thing's going to happen with Caruso because I, I do think they'll still be able to get value for him. Yes. But if we're talking about, and like, I'm just going off of what I've heard. Like, Facts. I don't want to go on anybody else's reporting here. Like, what I've heard is that the Bulls could get a pick and a player. Yeah. And that's the kind of value that I'm not sure will be there this summer. Maybe you could get just a pick or just a player. But I don't know why you wouldn't do that. And, like, Sam Vecini on his podcast today, yeah, I'm going to see if you. I can find – this is just paraphrasing. Um, flex my friend uh, Chris Amundsen sent me this oh, we'll flex it today. <laughs> flex it but uh, they were saying that, like, they think that the Bulls will move on Caruso because you'll get one of those types of offers – that you just have to move him. And Sam said that I can tell you for certainty that they have gotten those offers and it still hasn't happened. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. They refuse to accept value when value is offered to them. Of course, they're going to end up in this situation. And it's why I have no faith that they're going to do anything but overpay yeah. for tomorrow this summer and run it back. Uh, we got to take our first break, but Ooh. we can uh, pick up where we left off there because yeah. we also have some interesting uh, new tidbits from Alex Caruso. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski on his Woj pod that dropped earlier today. Talk? They talked about a asking price for Caruso mm -hmm. um, somewhat along those lines of what you just mentioned, Will. So we'll come back uh, and pick up this trade talk with Caruso after giving some love to our sponsors. While we're doing that, show us a little bit of love. If you don't mind, hit that like button. We got well over 200 people hanging out with us on a Bulls off day Monday. Appreciate y'all for hanging out with us here. Give your thumbs it's to Joseph. deadline week. Give Joey the thumbs. It means group therapy for Bulls fans. Oh. Um, <laughs> hit that like. Make sure you subscribe. This to should not Sports be an annual session. YouTube channel. Uh, Dave, wah, who do we have all up on deck? <laughs> this should not be annual. My God. Uh, Factor. Yeah. Yeah. Yum. Eaten. I see they gave the big man the one about eating, but I ain't tripping. Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Makes mm. it easy to eat better. Hell yeah. <laughs> Whether tomorrow take, wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready and with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered directly to your door. You'll have over 35, I said 35 different options a week. To choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, meat, and much, much more. I just threw that in just for you. Just for Matt right there. I like it, the meats. And just to say it personally, like, their customer service is outstanding. It truly is. Outstanding, all right? They sent us some meals one time. They sent me the same meal the whole time. And I said, guys, I want to get something different. This time, how can I do it? They said, you know what? Why don't you go fill this out right here? Just tell us exactly what you want, and we will send you exactly that. This happened in like five minutes. That's how fast those emails came in and came back to me. I filled it out, sent it back. 
They hooked me up. I was very, very happy. Man. I also added in special requests in like the comment box when I was filling out my most recent order, and I said, no vegan meals, please, because sometimes they would throw a vegan meal into the variety pack they would send me. Yes. Most recent one I got after making that request, no vegan no meals. No vegan meals, and he's a happy camper because of it, baby. Yeah. And it doesn't take long to warm up. Just two-minute meals, y'all. Two minutes to get this stuff. Fuel up fast with those restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat up whenever you are, okay? Snacks, smoothies, and more. Those smoothies, delicioso. Sign up and save. You know, they've done the math, man. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Will to go godly. He likes that. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easy. Like, they ain't just putting a cheeseburger in there and tossing it in. Mm-mm, man, these are real deal meals they coming up with you with, man. Some shrimp scampi they handing it off to you because they care. Oh, Factor, I love you so. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Mo rhymes. So, there's no prepping, cooking, or cleaning. you just ready to be eating. So, head to factormeals.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls and use that code C-H-G-O Bulls 50. And guess what? You're going to get 50% off. What? You're getting 50% off of something that's already cheaper than getting at a restaurant. Man. And you're getting it for a week. That's a bargain on a bargain. With the drinks and the the snacks. Mm. Come on, man. Oh, Dude, their smoothies are good. Their smoothies are good, man. All right. That code, once again, CHGO Bulls 50 at factormeals.com slash CHGO Bulls. Get that 50% off. CHGO Bulls 50. Get it in there. Factor Meals. Delicious. 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 Joe, you like the That's Factor the tagline. Meals? Just delicious. Delicious. No, you ain't seen me do this. <laughs> you ain't seen me doing that. It's something with it, Will, the whole thing. Joe, you rock with Factor? I'm rocking with him. Joe, you rocking with him. You know who else rocks with Factor? Please tell me. Like you always say that uh, our friends at Midtown Athletic Club, their uh, gym and hotel is uh, MetPack Sister Approved. Correct. Factor Meals, also MetPack Sister Approved. I got my sis on it. Oh. You know, she, she and my brother-in-law have two little kids, mm-hmm. hectic life, mm-hmm. easy meal prep. And I was like, oh, yeah, check this out. Big fans. Mom and Papa Pack also. Oh, Factor Approved. Yeah. You got the whole pet clan Dude, on I got everybody on it. <laughs> 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 Shout out, man. Is it time to talk? Let's talk. Are we going to get into Let's it? Let's talk, Dave. Oh, here we go. Comment time, baby. Can this we, is why the people are here. After that, can we watch an episode of Keenan and Kel? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you just hit me with that Coolio start to the Keenan and Kel themes. Oh, here he goes. It's funny because as soon as you said Keenan and Kel, the first thing I thought was Coolio. Yeah. So, yeah. One yeah. of the greatest TV show theme songs Pretty good, Ever. man. Pretty good. Rest of the love to Coolio, man. For real. Uh, it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something that we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. That's right, Dave. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van, Lisa, like young baby George, <laughs> young baby Joey, <laughs> who's baby George? That's George. Maybe he's baby Joey's friend. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, or a whole fleet of shipping trucks like George Sr. Big George. Comet can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. Mm, so, man, what is it that business owners should do, in your opinion? Great question, Dave. And here's the answer. Go to comet.com slash clean mm. to learn more about resources, fleet rebates, 
and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, one, good for you. Mm. That's awesome. Two, don't wait. Start making your plan to switch today to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Mm. Go to comment.com slash clean. Did you say comment.com slash clean? That's right, I did, Dave. Go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Mm. Comment.com slash clean. You know what I just realized? That I, I think I ate uh, nine uh, Rice Krispie treats. Like today? Just yeah. now? Yeah. Well, I was standing up. First, I was standing over there talking to Will earlier. Mm-hmm. And then I was standing over there talking to Greg. And I just kept popping them the whole entire time. Because I realized I hadn't eaten anything today. And I was just standing there like, just. So your, your body and digestive like system went from <laughs> just barren nothingness yeah. to immediately nine Rice Krispie <laughs> treats. I like how the cartoon yeah. hands come out like That's this. how I'm picturing it. Yeah. Like a Homer Simpson style. <laughs> just. It's fair. It's fair. But yeah, I was, just, I was crushing them. I was crushing them. Man. I was like, man, these are delicious. You know, that's what happens when you don't eat nothing, kids. Everything tastes like, oh, my God, this is steak. No, they're crackers. <laughs> like, because you haven't eaten anything. It's, uh, but Rice I mean, Krispie Treats are delicious. It's Rice Krispie Treats yeah. and marshmallows. Yes. That's what it is. It's delicious. It is. It's amazing. Um, I, I think I had one when we were watching uh, the game Saturday night. Oh. It's the first one I had in a while. Oh, okay. I, I'm not a big marshmallow guy, so I like Do you like one with every the once chips, in a while. like chocolate chips in them? Do, does that matter to you? Or <laughs> strawberry? Or? Strawberry, get the hell yeah, out of here. we have strawberry flavor. We had them in here before. Get out of here. Don't eat that? No. Joey, you? Don't try and sneak I had never had them until uh, the strawberry ones until they were here, and they were very good. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I've never heard of that. Yeah, they yeah were here. I, they were here. I thought they were good uh, and they were pink, which yes, I liked correct, also. They were correct. they were aesthetically pleasing as well. <laughs> yeah. yes. I think it was probably around this time last year. And wash it probably. down with your your strawberry shake that you always get from P Tills. Well, no, I didn't because I wasn't eating sugar last year, so I didn't have any of them. I, I didn't see. I didn't try any of them, but I saw them, and that's probably why they stay in my brain. Like I'm that. just saying you have an affinity for strawberry flavored things. This is true. I like strawberry flavored. This know, is true. My favorite strawberry flavored thing is. A strawberry. <laughs> yes. It's the main thing I put in my smoothies is strawberries. If you look at my fridge right now, it is stocked with strawberries just sitting there. Frozen ones? Frozen ones, baby. I freeze them all the time. That's how they last. Put them in a the smoothie. Chello, you got a base. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving along. Uh, shout out to Anthony B who, in the comments who said, it's like the moment we signed up to be Bulls fans, uh, we had to get rid of any chance for happiness in life. Well, Damn. it depends on when you became a Bulls Correct. fan. Correct. Some of us Correct. just had happy moment on happy moment on happy moment. My entire childhood was championships, Anthony, baby. I'm with you. This is why this smile is still here. <laughs> <laughs> I can look at that and be like, yeah, I saw those. Meanwhile, uh, Sean in the comments said, oh, the Bulls have broken pack, no hat throws. But Goat's going off a of big Dave. It's gone to pure laughter to cope. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> we appreciate you. And I, I won't speak for them, but yes, they have broken me. <laughs> there you go. I'm so friggin' pissed at this team. Oh, man. <laughs> Back to the trade deadline. Let's do it. Um, so, in case you missed it, there was like a quick little like half hour long Woj Pod episode that dropped today. It was him and Bobby Marks talking trade deadline stuff and what's going on around the league, what they're hearing. Here is what Woj said about Alex Caruso. Quote, I've been told that Levine's injury does not really change how they, Bulls front office, are looking at the trade deadline. If they're going to trade Alex Caruso, they want a lot for him. 
like an OG Ananobi type deal is what has been described to me. Okay. That is Woj on the Woj Pod today talking about how the Bulls uh, feel about Caruso and their asking price right now. So somewhat similarly to the way I interpreted Sham saying the Bulls are going to take calls and listen about DeMar DeRozan, the thing that piqued my curiosity with this Woj uh, thought is that he even said if the Bulls are going to trade Caruso, they want a lot for him, which we all have known and for a while now that the Bulls asking price for Caruso has been high. But we have also heard from certain pockets and areas and sources, he's just flat out not for sale. Not going to trade him. Zero percent chance. Not going to happen. Don't even call us. We will hang up immediately. Yes. Woj saying that there is at least an if to me. And again, all of this is just me getting my hopes up a sure, little bit before sure. the Bulls front office dashes them on Thursday when they <laughs> sit on their asses and do nothing. Sure. But when it's people like Shams and Woj talking about this, it's worth addressing. Okay. And the, the OG Ananobi, you know, comparison is also interesting. In case you forgot, the OG Ananobi trade that sent him from Toronto to the Knicks, he also was sent with Precious Achua and Malachi Flynn. No disrespect to them, but obviously OG was the centerpiece sure. of what the Knicks wanted. Uh, the Knicks sent Toronto R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and a second-round pick via Detroit in 2024. So that's two good young players. Yeah. That's the OG and, deal. And, like, the 31st pick. I mean, that's a good second round yes, pick. Yes, yeah. yes. That is Detroit's second round pick. Correct. Basically kicking off round two. Um, which, to me, is interesting because I – okay. I Like you were saying earlier in, in that other Sam Vecini kind of, uh, conversation, well, if, if I'm the Bulls, I'm asking for multiple picks for Crusoe. Yeah. Hey, if you want to give us a young player who needs a change of scenery – in there maybe he has another you know year of team control on a friendly salary next season great but i thought that the og ananobi asking price what comparison was an interesting one i mean it's interesting part of me is like well maybe they're just trying to like leverage this into getting the best possible offer but they could also just say like russo is going to the highest bidder at 2 p.m on thursday <laughs> come correct like they, I, they don't necessarily need to play it that way um <laughs> I think what's interesting about this is the wording. Uh, he said, like, it was described to me, basically inferring that, like, other teams are telling him, yeah. when we're talking to the Bulls, they're asking for this, or they mm -hmm. want you to meet this offer. Exactly what he infers, yeah. And to me, that's a little bit different than saying the Bulls are shutting down calls. Yes. Right? They're, they're engaging with, you know, whoever it is talking about what it is that they want. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that's that's a good step to hear that they're – actually considering this, I'm still pretty skeptical that they move Caruso um, because I think that they've probably been offered or have been effectively offered like the caliber of package that you would need in order to move him. Um, maybe not, but it just, it kind of seems that way. And so, uh, yeah, we'll see if they actually do it, but I think they'll be able to get pretty much as much as they want for him if they go for it. And again, it just comes back to this idea that you have to be willing to Strike when the iron is hot. Yes. You have to be willing to pull the trigger. And they have been unwilling to do it and very late to do it. And that's a terrible combination right there. When you're the person paid to hold the gun. <laughs> like, that's a horrible combination. Is I'm, I'm scared and I'm pulling the trigger. Oh, they're already down the street. All right, pull it now. It's, it's just not good. All right? The whole situation they've placed themselves in. Because it's one situation that they've literally placed themselves in. Mm -hmm. and, and I think... 
the like downstream effects of that are okay yes maybe you don't strike while the iron's hot you let the car drive by or whatever the analogy was okay um good now it's like okay well damar is still so valuable to us that yeah we're maybe a little bit more willing to move him at this point even though it's a little bit down the road but the fact of the matter is no team is going to give the bulls such an overwhelming offer that they have to say yes because DeMar is still more valuable to the Bulls yeah. than he is to anybody else. And yeah. so unless you're getting two first-round picks for him, like why would the Bulls say yes? Because that takes them out of the plane, and that's where they want to be. So to me, it's just like there's always going to be that disconnect when you're waiting too long. And mm-hmm. I think that's where we're headed with DeMar. It's where we've already gotten to with Zach and with mm-hmm. Vooch and probably where we're headed with Crusoe, unfortunately. Yeah. And, I, and I'm one of them who still feels they could, even making these trades – they're still, for me, in the play-in picture. I agree. And they can still make that happen even without uh, having these guys. But to continue to wait to, you know, let go of these guys, just putting more time on an NBA player is never good. You know what I mean? Like increasing that time on veterans, I should say. It's never a good thing, man. So guys like Caruso, whose value I thought was just at its peak last year. I mean, at its peak. To say, no, no, nah, we're not going to do it. We're going to wait on that and see. And now to, to field these phone calls and tell them what you kind of want. I feel like, again, you're putting yourself in that corner because you could have gotten that last year. And now it's like what it's going to become a point in time where you're just going to have to take what's given to you. You know what I mean? You can't dictate. It feels like the Bulls still feel like they can dictate certain things. And that is turning out to be false. Like that – your, That's your how you leverage end up in the situation. That yes, correct. Saying. Your leverage is going out the window for what you want to do for these teams and get yep. for these players, man. So the more you wait, the worse it's going to be for you. You're just going to have to end up taking something that you don't want to take because you didn't pull the trigger when you were supposed to, <laughs> and, and do the same thing that you could have did in the play-in last year. You could have did the same thing without these guys on the squad, bro. But. I'm not going to keep going back, man, but I, t- I got to look at what it is right now. Yes, trade Caruso if you can trade Caruso right now and get what you can for him. Yes, trade DeMar DeRozan if you can get what you can for DeMar DeRozan. I'm okay with it. Will saying you can still keep him and you can still let him walk and you'll still be fine. Okay, great, fine. All of that is fine, but you cannot come out of this again without doing nothing. And I don't want to have another session here, a therapy session on the trade deadline again where we're sitting here like, damn, we didn't do shit. We didn't do anything. Guys are just still standing pat. Man, we have to listen to, well, we didn't like what we had. We didn't like what teams were telling us. We didn't like what we were hearing. You didn't like it last year neither? You didn't like, it your, like, you didn't like what anybody's saying to you about what you can get for these players that you have? You have to pull the trigger on something. You cannot stand pat with this, man. You just can't. You're killing yourselves, and you're killing your fan base, too. Yeah, I'm just watching our comments scroll right now, and they are killing the fan base. They're, this is a dark space. People are talking about why we are fans of this team and the fact that we're talking about best and worst-case scenarios, says Anthony, about playing tournament and matchups and whether or not the Bulls can get out of it. When, like, clearly, Bulls fans have come to set a, a, a much higher bar of expectation Results-wise for this team, and we haven't seen it in a really long time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, next year it'll be a decade since the last time they even made it out of the first round. Mm. Twenty fifteen conference semis is when they lost LeBron when he went back to Cleveland. Mm. And not only that, they've won three playoff games. They've won a grand mm. total since of then. yeah. Uh, 
let's see. They two got against the Celtics one, and one against the right, Bucks. Right, two, yeah, the stupid three alphas series. And then one against Milwaukee. And then one play-in win. In, in, in nine years. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> that jersey, you can still wear it, Julia. <laughs> you can still wear it. You know, the, the other thing, like, you were talking about Caruso's value having never been higher than it was at maybe last season's trade deadline, yeah. David. I, maybe it's dropped a, a little bit, but right now, uh, he's playing heavier minutes. Yeah. And he's, you know, knock on wood. Well, I did notice that the Bulls gave Caruso off on today's practice and that it was basically like, he's just got a lot of bumps and bruises. Yeah. There wasn't even like, was there a a specific injury that they gave for him not practicing today? It was just like, just take the day off, Alex. Basically rest. So again, he still has this just under 10 million uh, salary next season. Okay. And he is knock on wood, fairly healthy and has played a lot of minutes. This now is the time to strike. If you don't trade Caruso now, you're what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? It'd be one thing if like they were the seventh seed and they were a half game out of six and they were like really yes. competing yeah. for like an actual playoff I agree. spot. I like agree with you. they're a half game out of tenth right now. Yeah. I mean, they are at the bottom. Um they're way overplaying Kobe and Damar and Vooch right now because so many guys are injured. It's just like, it seems like this thing is really hanging on by a, a thread. And I just think it continues to get worse the longer you put this off. And unfortunately, like you, you mentioned Dave, like maybe it'll get to a point where you just have to take what you're given. Like, I think that's what, when I talk about Damar walking for nothing in the off season, it's because I don't think they're ever going to just take what they're given. I think it's always going to be they need more than what they're being offered, so let's just re-sign him again. And I think that's... That's terrible thinking. That's, but, yeah, I hear yeah. you. I hear you. I hear you what you're saying, and, and I don't want to accept what you're saying, but I hear it. I hear it 100% what you're talking about because it's just dumb shit yeah. <laughs> to do that. And I don't. it's hard for me to accept dumb things like that. That's, that's ridiculous, man. Yeah, they, and I do think oh there's, a, there's a world where, like... <laughs> I do think there's a world where, <laughs> you know, like they, maybe they, they, I think what they're going to do is probably like flip Drummond for like a second, find some backup center yeah. uh, on the buyout market and kind of. Now we're cooking. Yeah. But, and, and just to kind of say like, look, we did something yeah. and then they get to this summer and maybe there's an opportunity. I still think Crusoe will have a lot of value, not as much, but not he will still have value. Um, like, people are saying, oh, you could always re- sign and trade Demar. Not if he goes into someone's cap space, not if the 76ers <laughs> sign him. Yes. Like, you can't sign and trade him then. Correct. Uh, which is why, like, part of the leverage that you have now is giving that other team his bird rights. So, like, the Lakers, who are operating above the cap right now, they could re-sign Demar and stay above the cap mm-hmm. if they traded for him and had his bird rights right now. Yeah. But a team like the 76ers could swoop in and just sign him with cap space. So, yeah. It just really depends. But, like, let's say they – is it, like, the worst thing in the world if they don't trade Alex now, they don't trade DeMar, they give DeMar, like, a one plus one with a team or player option, probably a player option because they give everybody a player option, uh, of, like, two for 60 or something like that, and you try it one more time, maybe Lonzo comes back, and now you're off. It's like, to what end? Like, at what point are we – To go to the play-in. But like, at what point? Leave the at play some in point, alone. no, <laughs> Leave it alone. we'll never. At some point, like, I love you. This in. is going to <laughs> go down in flames. Mm-hmm. It just is, and it's like kind of already there. But like, the longer that they put it off, the worse it's going to be, and the harder it's going to get 
to come out the other end. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, people are always saying I'm, like, a Zach hater and that I wanted them to trade Zach with a pick to, like, get off of him. Like, that's not the case. Uh, people are, like, criticizing me for wanting to trade Caruso because he's one of the team's best players. Obviously, I know Caruso is one of the team's best players. Nobody has been championing Caruso more than I have. That's but, like, it's, it's really about how do you come out the other side of this? Mm. Because right now it's, like, it is going one direction. We've we've seen all the signs. Like, the things we've been warning them about have come true. And they continue to still not hear that. And that's fine. Maybe, like, the plan is worth it to them. But at some point, it's going to get worse and worse, and it's going to be harder and harder to mm-hmm. come out the other end. And that's where I just don't know what the answers are. Like, I think part of the reason why I'm advocating so much for this is because they still have a chance to get value and come out the other end yeah. looking okay. Yeah. You've got a great young player in Kobe White. Mm-hmm. You've got some exciting young players in Io and Patrick mm-hmm. and Julian Phillips and Dalen mm-hmm. Terry that you can sell to the fan base. You can sell the fan base the hope of Lonzo Ball maybe coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have Zach Levine next year who's going to be coming back from injury. Maybe you can sell that. Like, there's still hope. It's not like a full-on teardown, but they do need to make some, like, trajectory-defining moves right now. Yeah. And the longer they put that off, just the harder it gets coming out the other side. Yeah, and I love how you're saying that because all I'm thinking in my head when you're saying it's hard to come out of the side, like this isn't continuity, it's constipation. Oh! You know what I mean? Just Ugh. harder, much yes. harder to get out of there. That is the side. awful, gross, and more accurate That's what way it is, to describe man. what's it's going on here. bro. <laughs> shout, shout out to Tom Arnold. You show that turd who's boss. <laughs> Good God, man. Yeah. What did you eat? <laughs> Who does number two work for? <laughs> Works for Jerry. We're going to get through this. Uh, <laughs> all right. We got to take uh, our second break. Um, to that end, if you want more trade talk, what's going on with the Bulls, uh, the All-City NBA show, All-NBA with uh, our guy Adam Mars from DMVR and the one and only Tim Legler, they had on Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports uh, NBA coverage on their episode today. You can go to uh, find that episode on YouTube because they talked even more about what's going on with Bulls, trade market stuff. Um, also, you know, you mentioned uh, Drummond. I saw Wendy uh, had a little uh, nugget about Drummond on NBA Today today where he said several teams are still calling the bulls about drummond as well so yes. we'll see what goes down but check out that uh all nba yeah. all city show with Mars and legs they had fisher on they they talked more bulls trade speculation stuff on today's episode go check that out after we wrap up here uh we'll come and wrap up with a little we'll come white talk after our second break yeah yeah uh today's show brought to you by circus sportsbook what? speaking of which shout out to our uh, chgo bears crew they're out Hello. in vegas all week long, Super Bowl content from Radio Row. Yeah. Check them out. CHGO Bears shows every day. Uh, Circus Sportsbook offering that tight money line split and the low hold model. Always striving to have those starting out odds for game spreads, point total over unders, player props, and minus 110, not 115 or 120, mm. because there's no good reason to do that. Uh, they also keep as little money as possible on large market bets. If you got examples of, uh, or, or you've, if you have predictions, of things that are going to happen, say, in the NBA playoffs, the best place with the best value to make those kind of bets is at Circa, yeah. who encourage bettors to, of course, download and try out their Circa Sports Illinois app, but also download and try any sports betting app uh, that is available to us these days. And we know, y'all know, there are plenty of them. Circa is confident that more often than not, you will find a better using user experience, better value, better gameplay, better odds, and they know you will find the best customer service mm-hmm. at 
Circa. Real people behind that Circa Sports brand who resolve any issues you might have with their Circa Sports app in a timely fashion, unlike other sports bettors and outlets and apps who use that dreaded chatbot. No one likes those. Real people at Circa helping other real people. Download that Circa Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois dash app to sign up today. Be on the lookout also for circus events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Mm. Well, Gottlieb, sir. What time is it? Give time. Who? I love the pause. That's him deciding if he's going to lay it in or if he's going to dunk that joint. <laughs> That's what that is. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events nearest you. And right now, all users, and that means all of y'all, all the users, get $100 off when they buy a big game ticket with the code VEGAS100. And, of course, they got those <laughs> last-minute deals. All-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying those tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts, it is not the place. No, 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 no. Shout out to Sarah because she said that today. It is the place to find last-minute seats, find exclusive flash deals, and sponsor deals on tickets to football, hockey, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much much more. And with the zone deals, you put the section, game time does the selecting, and you know what you're going to get? Drum roll, back, back. Big time savings. Big time savings. <laughs> and game time guarantee means you'll always, and I mean always, get the best price possible. So take the guesswork out of buying those tickets with game time. Right now, game time users get $100 off a big game ticket with the code Vegas100. Terms apply. Just download the game time app. Use the code Vegas100. V-E-G-A-S-1-0-0. That's the actual numbers, not the words. 100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to go to the game, just want to stay home chill, you can still use the code CHGO and you will get yourself $20 off your first purchase. Win, win situation. Download game time today. Last minute ticket, lowest price guarantee. Because Matt Peck, George Madison, what time is it? Get out of Get out of control. <laughs> <laughs> I heard back with that. I heard him, Will. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you should only ever ask Joey what time. Shouting like someone trapped in a torture dungeon somewhere. <laughs> I, I, I had to get him back in because Joey's always busy. He's busy. So he's, I had to yell it at him to make sure. Typing away, talking to our fellow Bulls fans in the comments yeah, about what kind of people are, you know, going to Bulls so games. You're talking days. about the Bulls, you know, the boycotts. Yeah. And, you know, I said... I don't think that there's ever going to be a real universal boycott of no, the game. Never will be. It's, I know it's people a ask us to do that sometimes. Yeah. It's like, Which is ridiculous. And, and a, I, Bulls fan, how you want a Bulls fan? Yes. And B, that's never happening. Ever. Like, I, they were down 30 to Sacramento on Thursday, or on Saturday, and I was like, yo, that stadium is full. <laughs> full. To me, it's and not about back. it's not about the unfull stadium, not about the empty stadium. When we saw them take action was when they were embarrassed into doing so at the All-Star game. Man. So I'm saying, don't, don't boycott the games. Go to the games and chant Fire AK loudly. <laughs> go to the games and express or how you feel things. about the team. If you're going to go to the games and you're a diehard fan, and I'm not saying Fire AK is the right move, although I, I think it is, but... <laughs> 
Express your fandom there. That's like, you can go Express to the games yourself. and be pissed. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. And look, I know that we are all going to the Madhouse tomorrow with our fellow yes, Bulls fans, some of y'all out there. Uh, there is maybe, can't wait. depending on how you look at it, some hypocrisy involved in that. Because personally, I have not spent a dime on the Bulls in the last couple of years when I lost faith in what the hell AK and Eversley were doing or trying to do or think that they're doing. Because I'm a pissed off Bulls fan. and They don't get any of my money right now. We're all going to go. We're going to have a good time. But that's just me. Bulls fan, how you want a Bulls fan? Um, but there, there is no, I know, I think I, I even saw a football CF Candy throw us a super chat talking about Shut it. Out. The whole, like, we all have to rally torches the pitchforks and, you know, boycott and scream out and pick it outside the United Center, but never spend. It's never going to happen. We going, because, going to and game, look, right? I'm not trying to necessarily target certain pockets of, of Bulls fandom and, and this fan base, but there are some, what you might say, casuals who go to a Bulls game for the experience of going to a Bulls game who are not listening to every Bulls podcast and following Bulls NBA Twitter updates all day, every day, and whose you know, mood, good or bad, is based and determined on whether or not this team is winning. Because we all know that there are plenty of those Bulls fans out there, too. A lot of y'all probably tune into our content. We appreciate you. And they're international as well. International. Some people have never come to here to see him. Exactly. Shout out to our guy, Easy. But there are show up to watch this. casuals who will fill that stadium all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think, like... And who love the game of basketball, too. That's, I think there's game. there's always going to be, like, a large segment of true diehards, the people in our comments right now talking with us and watching us every day. Like, you guys are the ones that, like, really tune in and care about this team. And Thank are, you. And are kind of, like, the loud ones that I think were maybe doing the Fire Gar Packs chants or billboards or whatever it was. Like, yeah, I totally agree with you, Matt, that that's not, like, the segment of fans who I think ownership is really – concerned about they know you guys are going to be watching it anyway mm-hmm. it's really more about like the larger fan base and you mentioned it they were down 30 the other night people were cheering for their team they were they booed when it got bad but then they were right back on their feet when the team started coming back and like that's it's an exciting product that they can sell to fans that are not as diehard as some of you guys are mm-hmm. and that's not to say that either one of those is wrong but like the majority of the fans who provide revenue at the gates like those are not necessarily the people that are in the minds of you know ak when we're talking about mm-hmm. blowing it up or tearing it down or whatever it is like mm-hmm. that's just you're catering to two separate mindsets sure and the one is going to take precedence because that's like the much larger more lucrative you know you if all of you guys boycotted like that's not going to change the their gate revenue to where like jerry renstorf changes his you know his mind about I'm leaving <laughs> that's no but it's like Matt said you Bulls fan how you want a Bulls fan. exactly it's really that simple do it how you want to do it do it how you want to do it uh I don't I don't know what Zach Levine's contract has to do with any of that what's up uh, <laughs> uh raging oracle on one in the comments today uh shout out by the way before we move on speaking of the the true diehard fans we got more new CHO diehard signups what uh Today, come on with it. Um, shout outs to M. Fish, Rodney, Jamie, Carrie, Raul, Zach, Donald, Gordon, Rich, and Jeremy. Stacking up CHGO diehard members Welcome. to kick out 2024. We had a record number of signups in January, I think 115. Woo. We already have a whole bunch going in the first week of February. Woo. Y'all know all of the perks available, not only the, the discount every time you shop the merch locker, the discount to our events, including tomorrow's takeover. You could have gotten a discount for that. Mm-hmm. Also, the premier content that we do keep behind that CHGO diehard uh, wall 
including Will, you just dropped a mid-season or 50 games in uh, evaluation, right, uh, for, for the diehards? Grades for every single player on the roster, laying out some stats, uh, just kind of assessing their production and their play so far this year. There you go. Uh, and then, of course, access to the uh, CHO Diehards Only Discord. Um, watch along parties, perks on perks on perks. And, hey, if you're a Bulls fan who's frustrated and doesn't want to spend your money on the Bulls right now, maybe spend a little bit money, less than you would spend for a night out of the Bulls game, by becoming an annual member to CHO Diehard for the whole year of becoming a Diehard. It'll cost you less money than going to one Bulls game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. And we yeah. promise There's we will not. There's diversifying your spending. We will not. Let the Bulls profit off of one cent of that. No, 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 no. <laughs> None of it. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Uh, all right. With uh, our remaining time, wanted to quickly touch on some stuff going on All-Star Weekend. We got some updates there as well. Um, this came from Shams today also uh, in a tweet. Among commitments for NBA three-point contest, All-Star Weekend, Indiana's Tyrese Halliburton, mm -hmm. Milwaukee's Dame Lillard, mm -hmm. and Malik Beasley. Mm. Uh, Knicks' Jalen Brunson, Utah's Lowry Marketing. Lowry. Let's go, Lowry. Shout out. So if you do some quick math, that's five names. There are usually eight participants Correct. in uh, NBA All-Star Weekend three-point contest, mm -hmm. which means we could maybe still hear word. That Kobe gets one of those last remaining uh, three invites because those are the only five names I've heard. Yeah. We also heard the thing about how like Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu are right. going to do something of their own three point contest. Yes, buys. yes, yes. But it sounds like that's going to be something separate. Yes. So may maybe we still, I, Dave. I know you. You know more than most have been really holding out hope that the Bulls and specifically Kobe mm. can find some way to get himself represented all-star weekend. Yeah, yeah. There are five names to the three-point contest. Kobe's not on the list yet. Yeah. I mean, it's still time. It's still, like you said, it's still some time left. I don't know if I have the hope of the three-point contest. That's the bigger hope for me mm -hmm. and the, like the bigger goal. I just want him to actually go yeah. to the all-star weekend. I think he's at least earned that right to actually be there and participate in the weekend in some kind of shape, form, or fashion, whether he's in the skills competition or whatever. But I think he should actually be there because he's just had a really, really excellent basketball season to where he was actually talked about for getting stuff like player of the week, player of the month, actually showing up in the voting for those kind of things. Yeah, didn't he? wasn't he a, a runner-up in the last week's yes. Eastern Conference player of the he week? He was, yeah. he was. He was in the running. He was running. <laughs> so I, I would love to see Kobe just show up at this All-Star weekend in some kind of way um, to represent not only the Bulls, but represent himself because he really has earned this. He deserves this kind of stuff. Anytime you're also in the running for um, most improved player mm -hmm. as well. We talked about those odds. Uh, Will talked about them last time we were on the show. So he's he's in, un, you know, he's under the radar kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like bubbling under the surface. And for me, when you're doing stuff like that, you get a skills competition. You know what I mean? Like you show up at All-Star Weekend to do something. So... If he gets three-point contest, I'm going to be ecstatic if he gets something like that. I would love to have something to root for Chicago Bulls-wise at the uh, All-Star Weekend. And to do it in what I think is now the premier event over the dunk contest is the three-point oh. contest. I think, man, that would be awesome that to do that, Kobe. Don't hit that take at all. It's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, like, for Kobe, I don't want to, like, necessarily speak for him, but I just know that, like, this season's been a long one. He's kind of emerged from – 
not really like a prominent figure mm-hmm. within the Bulls as far as like media presence to being one of the main guys that we talk to after every game. It's been mm-hmm. a lot for him, and I know he really values being able to go back home. He's he in L.A. all summer. This is really the only time he gets yeah. back to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I know that time is valuable to him, but I think he probably would. Calls the greatness. Accept uh, an invitation to the three-point contest if one were extended to him. Um, I think it'd be awesome for him to be at the skills competition and three-point contest and really yeah. just kind of soak it in on that uh, Saturday night. But uh, I would also understand why he didn't want to do that if he didn't. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just think, like, you know, with a lot of this stuff, whether it's, like, the end-of-season awards, all-NBA teams, most improved player. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think a lot of that kind of is supposed to tell the story of the season. Mm. It's supposed to be like representative of mm. all the storylines that happen in the NBA. And Kobe White has to be right there. I mean, he mm. just does. He's been such a great story this year. He's been so good for the Bulls. And I know the Bulls have not really um, made a ton of noise as far as like wins and losses, but it's a big deal. And um, I, yeah, I would love to see him get rewarded in that way. And so maybe he will, maybe not, but I do think, like whether it's this year or years down the line, like there's going to be an all-star game in his future. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too, man. Like, and, and he's earned it. And I think that's the 100%. bottom line of it. Why we like it so much. Like we've watched the growth of Kobe white to get to these kind of levels where we can advocate for him, you know, to go to these kind of games and get this kind of recognition. And that's the cool thing about it, man. So shout out Alec Jacoby white. Hope you do it again tomorrow, baby. For real. Um, I, I think somebody was at was was our friend Jake, our GM at CHO, asking us the Bulls thread about Kobe as Jake. a potential replacement. It was Jake. All Star Weekend. It was Jake. Uh, maybe some Bulls fans were also holding out a little bit of hope there. Maybe Kobe could like sneak in as a backup <laughs> uh, All Star reserve because of injuries. You know, we just got word uh, very very bummer news and about Embiid and his status. Yes. He'll be out for a while. Yes. Uh, gonna need a replacement there. We also did recently hear the official. Um, 2024 East and West All-Star Reserve selections, mm-hmm. and they are in the East. Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson, Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle, Tyrese Maxey, and Paolo Bancaro. Now, I don't think I could make a claim and feel strong about the reasons for that claim that Kobe White deserves to be an All-Star in the East Agreed. more so than any of the names that I just rattled off. Would you Agreed. agree with that? Completely. So, Will, agree? Yeah, I think so. Uh, just, I mean... As great as Kobe has been, he did start the season not shooting the ball very well. No. Um, did not really, like, break out until 20 games in. And, like, mm-hmm. he's had a great season. He's played more games at this level than he has at any other level. But those games still count. And I think that's kind of part of what's uh, 
affected that status. Mm-hmm. So if uh, if we all you know consensus agree that Kobe was not more deserving than any of those names for East All Star reserves, um, if one or maybe even two backup all-star reserve spots need to be filled because of something that happens between now and the all-star break. The other list of names, and I saw you rattled these off, (laughs) telling Jake, no way it's going to happen, Will. Some of the other people who would be considered guys who were contending, guys who got a lot of votes, Trey, Scotty Barnes, Derek White, Chris Stops, Pascal, Jimmy Buckets. I, I think you could make an argument that Kobe belongs in that group of names who were not all-star reserve worthy but all-star reserve runners up worthy i completely agree with that i can make that argument you can make that argument absolutely i can Uh, it would be towards the back end right those players but i can definitely make that argument he can be within that so yeah like i think we're on agreement we don't think it's all-star level from yet but i think it's all-star weekend level and that's where i'm at with kobe white and yeah i just want to see him represented man like i think he deserves that stuff it kind of comes down to like how you evaluate these things. What's important to you when you're talking about who gets invited? Is it you want to like, you know, the, the number one team in the East, should they get four all-stars or should they get one? And you kind of spread the love elsewhere. Like Scotty Barnes to me is a player who like statistically in terms of the improvements that's he, that he's made in terms of taking on that, like a one option on a team that granted has not done well. Like that's the kind of player that I think, deserves to be in there too. So mm-hmm. he's probably up there. Trey Young, I think, is in that same category of guys that would be like number one and two on the list of uh, injury replacements. But then you've got the questions of, you know, do the Celtics get Derek White and KP in there? Right. Does uh, Siakam get in there even though he's been traded? Like, how does that really affect things? Jimmy has missed some time. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's one of those things where maybe, like, the regular season is not that important to Jimmy mm. um, nope, at this point is. in his career. But, like, at the end of the year, when you're looking back on the season and Jimmy's, like, doing some crazy things in, like, the second round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, he's one of the best 15 players in the Eastern Conference. No, like, no duh. <laughs> so, it's just, it depends on what's important to you when you evaluate these things. Yeah. Please put Jimmy in the all-star game. Dude, I, you want Jimmy to go just <laughs> so because bad. he will be cranky oh, about it. Oh, And it would make him. you happy what? to see Jimmy cranky what? about it. No. Okay, yeah. No. Mr. Halo above my head, all no. high and mighty all the time. You're rooting for Absolutely Jimmy Butler Schadenfreude right now. What? You want him to be miserable being forced what? to go to All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis <laughs> so that it will make you happy. <laughs> I didn't even get that, yeah. but you're right. In yeah. Indianapolis with it. I didn't even As opposed to Jimmy part. hanging out on his yacht in Miami yeah. or going to the Caribbean or wherever else Jimmy would be going. Jimmy, listen, Will say he's one of the top 15 players in the East, man. That's an All-Star guy. Sure he should is. be there. Then you go to the All-Star Send Jimmy Butler. All-Star rosters are only 12. (laughs) But he got some injuries. Yeah. He's got some injuries in there. Send Jimmy. Jimmy Butler to the All-Star game. Come on. Hashtag Jimmy Butler All-Star. Let's go, baby. I wouldn't hate it. Send him in. I wouldn't hate it. Enjoy Indianapolis. Um, we uh, we got to get out of here. We're past uh, an hour. Joe, I do know. I noticed we had a couple of Super Chats to get through. Make sure we get to those. Uh, one of them was Football Candy. We already addressed his thing about fans and protesting. Yeah. AK with a, the other one, 499. Shout out, AK. Appreciate you. Saying the Bulls organization will do nothing to jeopardize the play-in uh, play sales. With Zach out, Debo, Caruso will stay. Lonzo will be back next year. Include Zach. LOL. Um, <laughs> and, that, and that like play in sales like what 
Maybe too. one home game, but you need yeah. to get to seventh for yeah. that to happen. Yeah. That's not happening. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Not and, and it's not like a added bonus on, on whatever pre-existing TV deal no, they, they would have. Get a, they would host a playing game if they were ninth. I guess that's right. If they were ninth, oh, they, nine they versus could host ten. one. You're yeah. right. Nine, You're right. Uh, nine hosts, nine, ten, and then seven versus eight. And then, obviously, the loser of seven, eight hosts the winner of nine. Goody. Nine. Yes. Goody, goody. Yeah, let's go. Give let's let's just let's basketball. just keep doing all the same shit. Give me the postseason. That's basketball. that's fun. Don't do the same shit, but still get to the, you can still get to the play in changing shit. You can do it that way. God dang it, you can do it but, that way. Now, see, Dave, you can't change the shit if you're constipating. She's <laughs> stuck there. Change your diet. It's stuck there. Get more fiber in you. That's where the changes come at the trade deadline. Maybe, Make maybe, the trade deadline be your fiber. Maybe, maybe drink some AG1. There maybe, it is. You know? Come on. Come on, baby. Let the trade uh, deadline be your AG1. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us today. Again, one more reminder. Go Feel check it. out the uh, the All-City All-NBA show with Mars and Legs from today. They had Jake Fisher on. They also talked uh, Bulls and trade deadline stuff. Grab yourself a Sub-Zero tee from the Merch Locker if you haven't done it yet. Sign up to become a CHGO diehard. Join the cool kid crowd. And uh, for those of you who did get yourself a ticket to our CHGO Bulls takeover tomorrow, we will see y'all at Crossroads, right across the street here in (laughs) West Loop. We'll be there somewhere between 5, 5.30. We're going to have the back section of Crossroads to hang out as our spot, uh, our fellow Bulls fans. And then we will take the Crossroads shuttle over to the Madhouse Mm -hmm. uh, where the GOAT will be hard at work. Doing his thing. He'll make an appearance. Yes, sir. He will grace you with his presence at some point in time. Um, And again, if you want to maybe shop last minute ticket deals, check out Game Time. We are sitting in section 105 tomorrow night. That's where we at. Uh, We will see you then. In the meantime, follow Will, Will underscore Gottlieb. Big day, bow, BWL Sports. Our pound producer, working hot on the keys on the chat today. Joey Spath is what he's at. Joey Spath. Joey Hot Keys. (laughs) Joey Pink shirt. Uh, I like that pink Nike shirt, Joe. It's nice, man. Um, we are CHO underscore Bulls. You like that one? Thank you, man. You diehards, <laughs> check out Will's midseason grades column that just went up uh, on All CHO earlier today. And uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. We'll see some of you tomorrow. We'll yes. talk to everybody post game after Bulls T Wolves. See you, be good. Peace. Oh, 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 oh. We all silly like the mayor.